Welcome to Do It For The Gram, an Enneagram podcast, where we do it for the gram, but not the Instagram. We do it for the Enneagram. We make decisions that help us and those around us. This is your host, Milton Stewart. On today's episode, we're doing the intro to the Type 5, the cerebral, innovative, secretive type. Let's go intro music. motivations, basic fear, basic desire, what fives would tell us about themselves, the best of the five, the worst of the five, fives in the workplace, the psychological defense, the verbal and nonverbal cues of a five, and examples of my experience with fives. And at the end, I have a message for fives and for people who have fives in their lives if you're seeking to grow and improve. I'm quite excited to do this episode on the Enneagram 5 because it challenges me to be more clear because I have a lot of fives in my life. And if you know a five, they are all about clarity. They are about the bigger why. They want information and clarity. The other reason I'm excited to do this is because fives are probably the most misunderstood type on the Enneagram. And there are definitely some reasons for that, which we'll go into later. I also have some really, really close friends and family that are fives, and I'm so blessed about it. The temperament of the Enneagram 5. The Enneagram 5 is in the head center of intelligence. So they receive life through their minds first. Fives are very cerebral, unlike the other two head center types, which is the seven and the six. The seven who sees everything as positive and things will work out. The six who sees how everything can go wrong. The five really can think of life and weigh both options looking for the most logical way something will work. It is kind of like Spock, if you've ever seen Star Trek. Not that extreme as Spock, but they are always thinking and processing. Unlike the seven who is commonly scattered, who has commonly scattered thoughts, the five can go deep very deep into one subject and focus their thoughts onto that one subject and dive very deep into it. The Enneagram five archetypes include the thinker, the expert, the observer, the investigator. The thinkers because they are notoriously known for thinking, which can be great and sometimes overthinking as well. The expert because when they know something, I mean, they know it. They love information and will continue to get it so that they can be competent. The observer, because if you've ever been in a room with a five in a big social setting, they tend to sit back and just observe people. I mean, they actually like to do it too. The investigator, because they have a thirst for knowledge and to figure out puzzles, mysteries, or why things are the way they are. That's because they are super curious. Their curiosity allows them to develop complex ideas and skills. They are usually very independent at an early age, innovative and inventive. Fives can become detached yet strongly high strong and intense, a very interesting combination. 
One word that resonates with fives is patterns. Yes, patterns. I brought this up uh, with some family members, friends and families combined, family. And I asked one of them who was thinking she was a five, what do you think about patterns? She said, I like patterns with colors and designs. My best friend, who is a true five, interrupted and said, no, patterns of people, systems, and life. Fives see patterns in life. As an observer, they are always mentally putting together patterns of behavior, processes, and life. Their mind is just naturally attuned to that. Type fives do not accept received opinions and doctrines. They have a strong need to test the truth of most assumptions for themselves. Behind fives' relentless pursuit of knowledge are deep insecurities about their ability to function successfully in the world. Fives feel that they do not have an ability to do things as well as others, but rather than engage directly with activities that might bolster their confidence, fives take a step back into their minds where they feel more capable. Their belief is that from the safety of their minds, they will eventually figure out how to do things and one day rejoin the world. Does your workplace stink because the culture sucks? Are you tired of tolerating people and wish you could all work together cohesively? Does the mere idea of going into work give you anxiety? If you say yes to any one of these, you should probably quit your job. But since you're not going to quit your job, you should contact Kaizen Careers. At Kaizen Careers, we are all about improving workplace performance. We use a unique tool called the Enneagram. The Enneagram helps individuals and organizations become more self-aware. That self-awareness lends into helping organizations with communication, conflict management, and leadership development, ultimately turning self-awareness into self-mastery and creating healthy workplace cultures so you can improve your services and bottom lines. Contact Kaizen Careers at K-A-I-Z-E-N-C-A-R-E-E-R-S.com or Milton at KaizenCareers.com or give us a call at 901-334-1644. Key motivations for the Enneagram 5. Fives want to process knowledge, understand their environment, and to have all things figured out as a way of defending themselves from threats in their environment and world. Basic desire of the five. Fives want to be capable and competent. It is important to a five to be competent. Winging it is not really a five's best quality compared to some other types. Basic fear. Fives do not want to feel useless, helpless, or incapable slash incompetent. Their highest emotion is non-attachment. I know it sounds a little weird with them having detachment issues, but this non-attachment means letting go in order to be able for replenishment, trusting that there is enough. This will lead into the worst of the five some. Fires have a smaller amount of energy to expend with people in highly social environments. That is just true. But the issue with this is that a five can sometimes use this their belief of scarcity and isolate themselves more than needed. Fives have a smaller social tank, but fives can become attached to being isolated and thinking that everything outside of what they want to do will drain them. That is why non-attachment is their highest emotion because it pulls them out of that mind frame of thinking 
It's kind of like the cartoon where the little kid is holding a small teddy bear from Jesus, but Jesus has this super huge teddy bear waiting for you. And if you just hand over the small one to him, he'll hand over you the giant one. It is not an exact analogy, but it makes the point fives can't be consumed with a scarcity mindset of personal resources because there are quite a few things that can replenish you and you might not even know it. If fives cannot become too attached to their own time, space, and energy, that is growth for them. Strengths of the five include fives are usually very scholarly, perceptive, and thoughtful. This scholarly is interesting because they have the capability of being one of the smartest students in the classroom as far as knowledge goes. But if the instructor environment or subject does not make sense, the five will defy it strongly and they will do it with a strong thought-provoking argument. I've met multiple fives who are extremely knowledgeable and extremely smart and they've had issues in schools just because they knew things weren't right or being taught right or the subject wasn't right and they challenged it. And I mean fives, when they really put their heels in, they can really challenge something in a strong, logical way. Worst of the five. The lowest emotion of the five is avarice or hoarding. This avarice is a greed of their personal resources, not material things or wealth. Fives can be withholding information, time, and other resources for oneself. The hoarding is of their time, knowledge, information, and energy based on a scarcity mindset. I will go into that a little bit later in this episode. We need you fives. Stop holding back so much. General problems with the five include isolation, overly intellectual, and stingy. That goes along with the hoarding. Entrepreneurship is a fun word, but a tough journey. If you are on the entrepreneurial path and need some help along the way, tune in to Hot Butter Business Podcast, where four entrepreneurs who met through a program called Co-Starters decided after the program to start a podcast. They each use their unique skills, talents, and businesses to unite in this podcast in order to give their audience a look into the mind of an entrepreneur. So subscribe to Hot Butter Business Podcast and walk with these four aspiring entrepreneurs on their journey. This podcast also features me and you can see a full range of my Enneagram personality as I interact with other entrepreneurs. Fives in the Workplace. This segment is brought to you by way of nine types and the great Helen Palmer, along with my personal experiences. Fives are about using time and energy effectively. They prefer to not use that energy for other people's agenda. Fives are really hard workers. And one of those reasons is because they want privacy and autonomy. They work hard to buy autonomy. Similar to sixes, fives do not like surprises. Please don't surprise a five. Don't do it. Seriously, fives and sixes, they hate it. Please don't do it. They prefer predictability and foresee what is going on so that they can be prepared. Making sure you have an agenda for meetings is a must if you have a five in your meeting. And just meetings in general, you need a you need an agenda. When fives are working, 
They want space to focus and get the work done. And they're very keen to feeling the intrusion of other people. Unexpected questions or spontaneous reactions can cause a five to freeze because they want time to figure things out and how to respond. Fives tend to avoid conflicts and emotional scenes with thoughtful plans, memos, and processes that are created to prevent such issues. Fives really value unemotional decision-making. Fives are not fans of charismatic and flattery forms of leadership either. They see straight through it and will not respond to it as others do. Fives are not really fans of small talk either. They want to talk about something that has some substance or that's important that is stimulating mentally to them. When they are in the decision-making role, they make decisions that are extremely productive as long as they are protected from the frontline interactions. Psychological defense. The psychological defense of the five is isolation. This helps them to avoid feelings of emptiness and maintain a self-image of knowledgeable and self-sufficient. Isolation can be physical separation, but can also mean being cut from one's own emotions. The thirst for knowledge can be a beautiful thing when you do not become overly fixated on it, which a five can do. Each Enneagram number is using something to feel their internal hurt. Fives can use the pursuit of knowledge to fill that void inside of themselves or to distract them from dealing with the painful emotions they have. Hopefully you have found some value in this podcast episode. You can help to keep this podcast going by supporting us on Patreon.com. Patreon.com is a site where you can support content providers. Podcasts are free to listeners, but not free for creators. It actually costs money and definitely time to produce consistent and weekly podcasts. I podcast because I want to reach people and change our community through the Enneagram. If you want to help in that by supporting me, you can go to patreon.com forward slash do it for the gram. That is P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash do it for the gram. What type fives tell us about themselves? I have a strong need for privacy. Yes, they do. Please do not try to um, dive into a five's life, uh, especially in a room full of people. Because it's not going to happen and they are not going to appreciate it or like it at all. If a five lets you in, that's amazing because that means they trust you um, and they think that you are a responsible person. Next, I limit intrusion from the world that wants too much from me. The world does want too much in today's society. Man, they want your address. They they want what you look at, uh, what you're doing so that they could market to you even more. And do all these other things to be intrusive in your life, especially in our social media driven age. Next, I hoard time, space, energy, knowledge and myself. Fives, you do this. You have to be careful because a lot of times you keep that all just for yourself. And there are times for recovery and times that you need help. But a five can uh, overdo it with the hoarding of themselves and their personal resources. Next, I detach from feelings and observe rather than participate. This is very interesting. If you're in a room, as I said earlier, 
And there's someone who's sitting there who's not engaging, but they're really just scanning the room constantly. Chances are they could be a five because that's what fives do. It's not that they're necessarily bored or don't want to be there, which that could be true, too. But they are actually looking and observing. They're soaking in information and patterns from what's going on in the room with people. And next, I am a minimalist. So typically a five is a minimalist because they're not looking to have a whole lot of things externally. They have a whole lot of things internally in their head already. Trust me, there's files and bookcases and bookcases where information is stored for uh, fives in their mind. You've probably met or know a five if, based on these verbal cues, verbal cues, talk at length if knowledgeable. So if the conversation is stimulating and a five knows a lot about it, because if a five knows a lot about it, they're going to tell you about it. I mean, they could go on and on and on. And it's like they're in the zone and it's like they're in their mind reading the information out to you. It's kind of amazing. Next, more often quiet than talkative. So they can be talkative, but a lot of times they're just quiet. They're in the background and they're okay with it. So for people who are extremely outgoing or extroverted, if you encounter a five, they're okay. Please don't try to force them to like talk and be overly engaging because usually that just does not work and they'll eventually just leave the situation completely it's like well that's too much for me i'm gone next they use minimal language so a lot of times unless they're just super knowledgeable about something they're super stimulated about they're going to use minimal language they're going to get to the point they're going to hit you with it and it's going to be done I'm not going to elaborate and give a lot of fluffy details necessarily, but they're just going to hit the point and be done. Nonverbal cues. Their eyes appear as if observing themselves. So this is interesting. It's a five is in their mind a lot of times. If there's if they if they seem like they're like looking at themselves. Because they're actually thinking about something. They're actually in a total different space in their mind. And it looks like they're observing themselves, their hands or their lap um, a lot of times, or their shoes or their feet or their legs. It's because they're actually thinking about something. They're processing something. And they're actually in their head. So externally, they're not even really observing that. It just allows them to zone off into the thinking pod where they can go in their minds and the elaborate amount of information and knowledge they have. Self-contained body. So nonverbal cue of self-contained body. They're usually, they're, they don't do very big and broad um, stances and body language. It's usually kept to itself and it's kept close to the body. Um, they don't make themselves big. They kind of make themselves um, small, not really small, but they just like, I'm just going to be over here. I'm to myself. My arms and hands are within me. They're not typically going to put their hands and arms out wide and, you know, sit all wide and everything like that. That's not a five. They're usually very self-contained and low animation. So when some types talk, as I'm talking on this podcast, I'm using my hands. Um, they use a lot of gestures, facial expressions, you know, but fives do not. Fives typically are going to tell you the information and have minimal animation to them, even to their voice a lot of times. 
and to their actual the way that they communicate non-verbally as well. Speaking style for the Enneagram 5. They're rational and technical, most comfortable in their area of expertise. Not big on small talk. Fives are content focused, clear, analytical, and wordy, but not big on small talk. Once again, I'm going to tell you this like it is. Don't do the small talk with them. Find something that's actually important they want to engage in if you're trying to engage with the five or you're at work and talking with them. Others may perceive fives as emotionally disconnected, overly analytical, and distant. Examples of real fives and TV fives. Albert Einstein was a five. Doesn't it make sense? The guy's super brilliant, amazing thinker, amazing pioneer for thinking, super ahead of his time with his thoughts, but the man couldn't tie his shoes. So that's an example of like a super cerebral five. I mean, most fives can tie their shoes and everything, but so much knowledge and so much power goes into their thinking. Next person, Bill Gates. I mean, look at Bill Gates, the richest man in the world. And you would never know based on how he dresses, based on the things he drives or his house. I haven't even seen his house. He's the richest man. I haven't even seen his house. I've seen all these other millionaire houses on these like millionaire dollar house shows and all this kind of stuff. And they show off their cribs and all this cool stuff. I've never seen this man's house. He's a five. He's private. Like he's doing things to change the world in a thoughtful way. But like he's still private and secretive. And that's really good for him, especially if you're one of the people who have the most money in the world. Next, um, Sherlock Holmes is a five. Makes sense. Fives love figuring out like mysteries and patterns. It is so intriguing to them. If you definitely want to see a five get like excited, give them a challenge. Give them a word puzzle. Give them clues or riddles. They love them. They absolutely love them. They get excited about them. So Sherlock Holmes is a true five, no doubt about it, because he's always looking, always investigating more information, putting patterns and putting information together. Fives love it. The next five is Ron Swanson from Parks and Rec. Ron Swanson, if you follow Parks and Rec, he is all about privacy. He is all about recharging with himself, like being by himself so he can recharge and he enjoys it. He doesn't need a lot of people. He doesn't need a lot of things and specializing in the specific things that he wants to do. So he's also a five. He's also about efficiency, being logical and rational in all his decisions and making sure that emotion doesn't come into play. My experience with fives. So, like I said, fives are very near and dear to my heart because I have so many in my life who are very close to me. Uh, one of the fives is my mom. My mom is a five, no doubt, which is great. And I really appreciate it. It's helped me a lot growing up. And so it was really interesting as I grew up because I had a lot of energy and sometimes I just made decisions on a whim and I did different things. And she would question me and be like, why? And a lot of times I just didn't have an answer for why, at least not then, or I couldn't communicate it. And she would always be like, but why? And sometimes I just couldn't answer. It's like, that's a, such a five thing. It's like, but why are you doing that? It's not logical or rational. And everything in life is not logical and rational. And so those are the things I were doing. But the great part about it 
was that it challenged me to think about what I was doing and to provide clarity for me and structure, which really helped me to thrive and to grow. And so it was really cool having a five that really helped me to think through things um, and see things. So that was really cool to have her and just other situations in life where it's like I get to see her fiving. Actually, over Christmas break, we had a get together with some friends that I went to school with and their parents because we like meet every year and just kind of like reminisce and just keep up with each other because like we had a great community of parents and kids who were doing great things and we're all like helping to change some community are doing well which is just a blessing um but we met and it was like 20 or so people and I'm sitting in front of her and she's on the other side of the table and everybody else is just talking so there's like obviously multiple conversations going on and I look over and she's fighting so hard because she is just observing left and right. She's scanning the room and just looking at all the different conversations and soaking it in. She's not bored. She doesn't feel out of place or anything. She's just soaking it all in, just observing. Like, hmm, 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 hmm. So she's literally thinking and processing, observing everybody. And it was so funny because I looked at her and I said, you're fiving right now. And she just smiled and laughed because she was. She zoned out, took a step back and was just listening to all the different things going on. So it was really cool just to see her being a five. It really helped me um, throughout my life to kind of corral me and everything that I was doing and trying to do and think through some of the other wonderful and crazy things I've tried in my past. Um, another five in my life. And I didn't understand this until I understood the Enneagram. So growing up just with mom, living with mom, that's one thing that like really, we got along pretty well, I would say, compared to I know some people who were growing up when they got a certain age, them and their parents just made it really hard to live together and just wasn't going to work. But it's pretty good. So in college, one of my best friends, Corey, he is a five and it never made sense. He was the only roommate that didn't get on my nerve at all. It was the weirdest thing. I could not figure out why every other roommate throughout that the years, um, it would be something that was like super annoying that they did and some issue. And there's no disrespect to them because you obviously that's part of me being immature as well. Um, but it was something about them that always ignored me. But Corey, it's just like, he's a five. It's, everything is minimal. He's thoughtful. He's thinking, processing, observing. He's not all everywhere. And it really helped me. And I think it helped me because I did so much in college and my personality was so loud and I knew so many people and all this little fun stuff where he, um, very thoughtful, very supportive and not so much personality because I had enough to last the whole apartment or whatever. But like, it was just minimal. It was just the balance, which is great. One story that is super funny about Corey is that this is the great part about a five. So we were in college and we were at uh, the lunch table or dinner table in the cafeteria. And we were in like, they call it a social club, which is like, it's like a fraternity, but without all the craziness, I guess you would say that a typical college or has. And this guy from a different social club who was kind of a rival to ours, he was doing this whole tough guy spiel of like, 
he's like dated this many girls and did XYZ and all this type of stuff. Now, granted, we're at a Christian college, by the way. Uh, not going to name drop it on here, but we're at a Christian college. And he's talking all this junk there. I've never seen a guy rip and destroy somebody logically the way that Corey did. He straight up destroyed this guy. Like, I've never seen anything more amazing and funny in my life. Like, just constantly hitting him with, like, logical, rational arguments for why what he was saying was super stupid. And it was great. I, I just, mm. Okay. All right. Um, two other fives I know are church members I have. Uh, one, she um, played basketball at a Division One college. And... She probably hates that I'm dropping her name here since she's all about privacy. And, uh, <laughs> oops, sorry, I'm not gonna drop your whole name, but you know who I'm talking about. And she usually does the whole observing, sitting back thing as well. Super chill in the background until you talk about something she's excited about. And then all of a sudden she's like super excited and she's super engaged. And the reason I was saying earlier that fives are misunderstood is because a lot of times fives aren't engaging with people they're not really close with. Because of the scarcity of mindset thing, fives are thinking, I need to save my resources and my energy for those who I feel deserve or need it. And so they usually fives definitely have a smaller circle than most people. So she does a wonderful job of making sure her family is taken care of. Like she goes over and beyond for them, which is super amazing. And another five in my church, um, he is extremely logical and rational. And that's why we have debated and had arguments before. Um, but I've learned quite a bit from him because fives think before they do, which sometimes they are slower to enter a conversation or it's hard for them to get their information in when they do have information because they are thinking and they are processing when someone said something instead of inserting themselves into the conversation. Sometimes, depending on what culture you're in, in ours, you kind of have to insert yourself sometimes because some people will talk too much. That's not me. I don't think. Yes, it is a little bit, but I always make space for other people in my growth. Um, but it's interesting. Fires can do that sometimes in those conversations because Fives have to learn to insert themselves sometimes because it's it can use a lot of energy for them to do it sometimes because they can sit back and be like, um, 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 and everybody else is still talking. And so that's one thing about a five and one thing he's learned as well. If you've made it this far and have not already taken the Enneagram test, here are a few that I trust. You can always go to kaizencareers.com forward slash Enneagram and scroll to the bottom for the quick two question test based off of the Russ and Rizzo's quick test. The second one I trust is Eclectic Energies. It's another free test that has about 30 or so questions and can be pretty accurate depending how self-aware you are. The next one I trust is the Enneagram Institute for a more thorough test that will give you possibly your top three types. You can go to EnneagramInstitute.com and the tester has a minimum cost but it's pretty accurate. Last but not least, I trust the Integrative 9 test. This can be found at integrative9.com. This test is one of the most expensive tests, but I believe it to be the most accurate and gives a ton of information based on your type. It includes personal life, but really shines on how your type performs professionally. How others can assist in relationship development with the Enneagram 5. Encourage 
your fives to welcome their feelings in the here and now to express concerns, confront conflict and release control of time and energy. So fives have a tendency to uh, neglect their bodies because they're so consumed with their minds. And so part of neglecting the body and being so consumed with the mind also sometimes makes fives detach from their emotions or their feelings, especially in the present. So we're talking about in a relationship for sure, not a dire situation where something is so critical that like, oh my goodness, uh, what do we do? Fires won't panic, by the way. They're really good at being ready for those situations and being calm, cool, and collected when something crazy is happening because they're thinking. Um, but encourage the five, like I said, to welcome their feelings in the present because fires like to process their feelings later and then come back. And so help them and encourage them to process them right there with you. Don't force, never force, but encourage them to do that. That helped them to be more present and help them to feel and be engaged in the moment uh, more deeply. Next, provide moderate feedback about your own feelings and concerns. Fives are actually concerned about those. Um, they may not always respond in a feeling way because they're thinking, but they do and they are concerned about your feelings, especially if you're in a relationship with them, friendship, actual relationship, all that, they're, they are concerned with it. This is huge. This next one is very huge. Respect their need for privacy. Understanding this is not rejection. So a five needs privacy. A five may have six friend groups and each friend group may know a different part about the five. They may not all know the same thing because the five wants to engage with people that that have a similar subject or something that's stimulating to talk about. Not everything, but just that one thing. You might be their um, basketball friends or you might be their personal um, improvement friends or you might be their church group or you might be a just a different group or whatever niche that you fall into with the five. You could be the murder mystery group, you know, or the book group, you know, or the friend from back when. But they're going to have different groups and it's going to be private. That's the only thing about their life you're probably going to know about unless they really, really trust you and they really, really know you. So make sure you respect their need for privacy. Please don't pry. Please don't pry. You will run a five away. They will shut you down first because they won't tell you what you're looking for, but they will also leave physically and mentally. Next, make distinctions between requests and demands. So with the five, you need to be clear. Fives want clarity. Fives are totally okay with you being straightforward as long as it is clear. They want it to be clear. They don't like the muddy waters and trying to figure out what you want them to do or what you want. They want to know specifically, what do you want? And so for some types, that can be tough. Like the nine, they're like, I don't know what I want. The two, I want what you want, you know, or you could just not know. And so when you're in a relationship with them or doing things, be clear because they want that clarity. That helps them and that can help the overall relationship as well. Strategies for your self-development and fulfillment of relationships. Back to Enneagram 5. Now I'm talking to you. Recognize and release the avarice for time, space, energy, and knowledge. So basically, 
you have to realize that you don't have to be greedy with those things. There are people and experiences that can still replenish you. Next. Make the counter instinctive move forward into life and feelings. So a lot of times a five wants to withdraw. They want to sit back. They want to move back completely. Fives make a counter instinctive move and move forward into life and feelings. There's so much more there for you in life and so much more in there for you in relationships. If you can move forward instead of withdrawing every time you get those strong feelings or emotions in life. Next, stay present and engage with others. This is tough for fives and some other types, but especially fives, because fives, sometimes they can be there physically, but mentally they have gone to another world. They're in a whole different space thinking about what I'm going to do next, how I'm going to do it, what am I planning for, or something that's interesting or stimulating for them at the time. So fives, you have to continuously make sure you're bringing your attention back to the present and being engaged with people. Next, share or give more of yourself while taking in more support from others. So a five is so stuck on being self-sufficient and independent. They are usually super independent and self-sufficient at young ages, which is great to a certain extent, but you can't over-rely on yourself. In this world, we are meant to help each other. And so fives, you have to remember to allow people to support you as well. As much as a five supports the people that they love, it can be super protective. You have to also remember to allow people to support you as well because we all need help. And that's not a weakness. It's a strength. And you're allowing other people to also give as well as much as you give. Next, recognize there are ample resources and practice abundance. So the five has a scarcity mindset. And at times I think we do, or we've been taught that, but there is an abundance of things out here for us. Your energy. Yes, I understand there is a finite amount you have at a certain degree and you do have less than I would say most other types, but there's still way more in the tank than you believe that you have sometimes. And there are things and people and experiences that can replenish you. If you just allow yourself to sometimes share more of yourself and just recognize that you have way more in the tank. Next, realize that the flow of universal energy, godly energy, your spirit is there to meet life's real needs. So you don't have to be afraid that you won't have the energy, the resources, the time to do the things that really count because it's going to be given to you when you need it. It's going to be there. I promise you. Enneagram 5s, listen closely. We need you. We need you. I'm going to say it again. We need you. We need you to speak up. We need you to get involved. We need you to share the information and knowledge that you have in your head. As I said earlier in this episode, you are usually pioneering visionaries. You have so much to offer the world. But we can't get it if you don't offer it and if you don't let us know. I know some fives do feel incompetent so, or they feel like people won't listen. But trust me, they will listen because they may not listen at first because you're ahead of your time and that's okay. But eventually they'll come around to it and then they'll be asking questions and asking you to lead it. 
And I know you're like, oh my goodness, I don't know if I want to lead it. But you don't have to lead in the way that's out there and in front of everybody, but you lead in the way that's thoughtful, that's productive, that's effective, because that's what you want to be effective. And so you want to make sure as an Enneagram 5 that you're not just observing life, which you tend to do, which is observing. It's not a bad thing per se, but don't just observe life, participate in it. Because sometimes you can be off thinking so much and ruminating so much and observing so much from the background and withdrawing that you have become detached to the world. You're watching it instead of being in it and enjoying it. So appreciate being in life. Appreciate being in your body. And being in your body for the Enneagram 5 is going to mean you're being present. It's going to mean you're actually processing emotions in real time, not in future time or just thinking about it, but you're processing it right there with the people you care about and the people you're with. That's going to bring life in a much more full and a much more richer impact to you. Choose to connect with other people. Get involved. And fives, trust me, you're not going to overdo getting involved like other types. So I'm pushing you to get involved in something because you're going to do things. You're going to join different systems and different nonprofits and different organizations and agencies and wonderful things. And you're going to find a better way to do something that they're doing already. I promise you, fives can find a better way to do almost anything. It's like, well, that's inefficient. Why don't you do it this way? Have a process. Let me write it out. And so you can understand it and make sure it's clear. We need those things. That saves time. That saves energy. And that helps people overall. That helps people help other people. And you're helping people. So I want you to make sure you stay engaged in life. Because like I said, we need you. We need the love that you have. The ability to be protective for those that you have. The ability to be logical and rational and effective and productive and efficient. We need all of that because there's so much waste going on in this world. But we cannot get those wonderful traits and gifts if fives hoard it to themselves. So make sure you get involved. Speak up. Get involved. Say something and connect with other people. Try some things that are different and unique to you that may be a little scary because they feel like they're going to drain you but you never know you may actually find some interest if you give a piece a little more of you to other people not everything not the secret and deeply private stuff but give just a little bit more to other people because you may find that you have a common area to talk about that could really be beneficial to you both and can be very healing to you both but if you hoard that away all the time, you will never know. So there's certain things to make sure um, you strive and you challenge yourself out of your fiveness sometimes. Because I know you need time to withdraw and to recharge and to get your energy back. But don't hoard that time, that energy, that space, that knowledge, the information you have and those ability to see patterns like you do because we need you. We deeply need you. So... Just wrapping up, I want to thank you for listening to Do It For The Gram, an Enneagram podcast with your host, Milton Stewart. Please hit the subscribe button. Once again, please hit the subscribe button so you can catch all the new and latest episodes. Please make sure you go to the new website, which is doitforthegrampodcast.com. 
I just built it. I'm still working on developing it. And I'm so thankful for all the listeners. Oh my goodness. Like the viewership and the unique downloads have jumped like double uh, the last episode I dropped. And so hopefully this one doubles again. I'm really trying to provide value and I'm really trying to help improve the lives of those um, who want to use the Enneagram as a growth tool. And so please reach out to me um, either on Instagram, which is do it for the Graham podcast at um, Instagram and or you can email me at do it for the Graham podcast at gmail.com. Please reach out to me if you have any questions, um, any feedback. I am trying to get better for you. I'm trying to grow. I'm trying to see what things you want to hear and what things you want to know. So if you could send me that, that would be so great because I would love to do a podcast episode and connect with you. So please do that. Oh, yeah. And before I go, remember, do it for the gram. The Enneagram, of course. <laughs>